Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Thorpey FX. Thorpey FX offer the best of British boutique effects pedals built to a standard unmatched in their field. And with a comprehensive range of unique and meticulously designed heavy-duty pedals, Thorpey FX have stormed the boutique world. Check them out at thorpeyfx.com, where at the moment there is even a clearance section on their website where you can save some serious money on some of their best effects pedals. Or visit one of the many retailers stocking Thorpey gear worldwide from Andertons in the UK to Toman in Germany, AMS in the USA, Vintage Guitar in Norway, Pedal Empire in Australia and loads and loads more. ThorpeFX.com This week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Orange Amplifiers and their Tremlord 30 guitar app. A very orange take on a classic, cool 1950s amplifier. It's a 30-watt 112 all-valve guitar combo with two foot-switchable valve-driven tremolo speeds and two-spring reverb tank. Everything you need to deliver high-quality, vintage-inspired, boutique-esque tones in the near-indestructible chassis of an orange amplifier. Harking back to tremolos made famous in the 50s, the 12AX7 valve-powered tremolo oozes versatility and depth. With crystal clear clarity and buckets of headroom, the Orange Tremolo 30 is the latest in Orange's run of meticulously designed pin-drop perfect amplifiers. Visit orangeamps.com forward slash tremlord for a detailed overview, sound samples and links to dealers worldwide. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Wow, you really pulled it, up, pulled it back. What, what do you, I didn't mess up anything. Mark Packham. Yes. And Matthew Knight. Onions. <laughs> Jay, what, what did I do wrong in the intro this it was week? Just, it was just the way that you started off quite slow and you said slightly the wrong thing yeah. and then you looked at me and I had to look away because otherwise you would have laughed. Yeah. And then by the end of your sentence, you were back up and running. Oh, I, did, I did make it the whole way through, you, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, I know. And you can tell. I started it and then realised I had no idea what I was saying. Why am I here? <laughs> what do I do? 
There's How many exactly. episodes in are we? Ah, two, 228. That's 227 That's too many, if you ask me. What do you think we're going to do when we get to episode 250? Which is actually still quite a long way away. The, exactly the same thing that we do every week. Try to take over the world. Well, you know exactly what's going to happen. is Episode 250 is going to fall probably on the week that we're doing Gear of the Year. Much like episode 200 <laughs> yeah. fell when we were doing Gear of the Year. Oh, yeah, that was a problem. Didn't we just it? bungle through it, though? Well, and we just, did, like, we changed the rules? Yeah, we just changed the rules in that before we'd always numbered the Gear of the Year episode. Did we even do anything for episode 200? No, I think we thought we were going to and I then we just like didn't. One of us wasn't here or something. So oh, yeah, right, we just cool. Classic. Yeah. Well, we, we still s- need to, I reckon episode 300, no, no, live episode. episode 200. It's two years from now. That's fine. We did the best of. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. We, we did a best, we did the of, best of But we didn't have Jay Cross. <laughs> yeah, Jay Which was is why it was here. the best Which of. is why it was the best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you just uh, re- reflect on your what? relationships with me? No, yeah, I just made a soundboard of our favourite things that you've said. We pretended then... that you had died, and we did a eulogy episode. Oh, oh that's, that's really nice. dark. Yeah, yeah, that was dark. We just wow. played his best bits. It was like when someone gets evicted from Big Brother or dies, or both. People have died Big on Brother. Big Brother. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh so that's, that's how they get rid of them. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Off is, with uh, her head. That is pretty heavy. Anyway, yeah, you know, we've, we've got all four of us uh, four of us back this week, which is lovely. Last week, we obviously did a three without you, uh, Mark Packham. I was in. Uh, I was on the North Cornwall coast. Loving it. We missed you, Mark. Basically didn't... Oh, yeah, thanks, Matt. Thank you. Pretty much didn't look at the internet for a week, and do you know what? My life felt a hundred times better. So, suck it, nerds. <laughs> Wow, unbelievable. <laughs> so last week I went up to see uh, see Matty, which upset Jay a bit because I didn't tell Jay I was going to see uh, see Matty. But um, I don't care that much. No, no, <clears throat> he didn't care that much. Uh, Matt has an alarming I amount did. of gear. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, between you, you've probably got more than a large guitar shop. Yeah, I just uh, I don't think I quite realised how much uh, how much stuff Matt had. Um, yeah, it's, like, it's not the most amount of stuff I've ever had, actually. Probably the most. Mm, <laughs> probably is the most mm. amount of stuff. I don't know. I, I, I maybe. I've, I've, I've probably had more guitars and amps at one point. I've definitely got less amps than. Yeah, you've downsized yeah. on the amps. Your pedal board is absolutely colossal. I tell you what. One thing you did send through uh, this week on our our little chat uh, was um, some awesome things you were doing via your favourite thing, MIDI, <laughs> with the Chase Bliss. Um, Mood. Yeah, I worked out how to program it into a tiny, tiny synthesizer. Not really, sort of. Well, it's basically got a, a MIDI clock control, which controls the pitch of your looped audio. Which I've realised you can control via MIDI. Um, so you can assign a note per switch. Sort of. Yeah. It, the, it, the 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 um, control. You can't see. Middle. You can't see which note that is. You you would have to do that. By well, actually, the what it is is the clock control in the middle of the mood. So the mood obviously has a looper and then like a delay slash reverb, and it's all synced around this um, clock control. But rather than the count five, which when you sweep it is chromatic, so you can never really tell where you're gonna. It's just gonna make a load of yeah. random notes as you sweep it. This one set to octave and fifth. So each position is a fifth and an octave and then a fifth and then an octave. Oh. So no matter what you program it, you know it's going to be in tune with what you've looped. Oh, that's handy. That's um, handy. But it, it was I quite... wasted six hours. <laughs> six hours on that. Because, <laughs> you know, the Line 6 Helix has a has a whole setting which does that, the uh, the, the four-note yes. generator. 
But yes. uh, but I thought it was impressive that you managed to do it with the. Uh... I I wasted my entire weekend programming MIDI and making noise. I don't think I actually played like a chord for probably an entire weekend. <laughs> Amy was away, and I was like, "Hmm, what should I do? I'll go to the gym and play guitar." So um, I did both of those things and ended up playing guitar at one point for about six or seven hours. And I don't think I People at the gym must have been well annoyed. Yeah, yeah. Took my whole board down. That's how, how do you think I lift weights? Yeah. Just there with your pedal board, just <laughs> bench press. They're, they're really multifunctional. You know, just pop them up against the wall. You can do push-ups against um, individual pedals for, you know, hand weights. You know, oh, yeah, that, that carry looks... it when you're on the treadmill, you know, <laughs> like you're running to a gig. Amazing. I'm just imagining some sort of like Rocky montage with Matt, but like he's carrying his pedal board in all these different we should, scenarios. You should definitely do that. I'd uh, that would be hilarious. Can you take a pedal board climbing? That could be my uh, <laughs> challenge. Just yeah, just you know, attach your carabiner. But what remote That's power true. supply would you use? Because I don't. Because if you've got a big <laughs> pedal board, then those uh, pedal train Volto. Well, Volto. Voltos, it's not going to do it. You'll need what we four do. Voltos. Yeah, I'd we just multiple Voltos. Multiple. What we sh- does what anyone we else do, is- do a Volto? No. Um, I assume the name's trademarked. No, yeah. <laughs> no, there are there are some. Um, who was the outlaw effects? Make the powered pedal board, which oh, has effectively yeah. got a voltage. You could do that because they do a large size outlaw effect. That was great. We haven't talked about that in ages. No. What, the Volto? No, oh, the outlaw, oh, the outlaw the effects thing. That yeah. was pretty cool. Uh, I think I must have missed that. I don't know what we're talking about. So Outlaw FX made a pedal board with built-in power in the same way that the rechargeable lithium ion oh, nice. inside yeah. the inside the computer. inside the board rather Sorry, than it that being was last sort of them. Yeah, rather than being like the Volto, the pedal train Volto, which oh, was essentially was that long ago, a then... phone-sized thing, a phone-sized power brick. It was essentially <laughs> a phone battery, isn't it? But but you know, yeah, yeah, you know, made I for I... made for things. The, the Outlaw stuff was an actual pedal board. That had been converted, which was pretty cool. Yeah. What was the company that made the the uh, board that that powered pedals via magnetic energy? Did I dream that? Oh no, that was a thing. And oh, thank thing goodness! At, For a minute there, a I really did think I dreamt that. I think that was a thing at Summer Nam. I can't remember. Shows you how much but we I, how much attention think, we really um, pay. I think the problem with that was that only it, you had to install something else in your pedal for it to work. Right. And there was only a few companies that were like taking on because there was a talk at one point. It wasn't Doctor Z. It was a similar amp company. They were they were like, oh, we're going to build your pedal's power supply into our amp, and it's going to be like wireless. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, and I, and I think yeah. they were like, yeah, and I think yeah. it just faded into obscurity because everyone was like, ridiculous. It's expensive. a bit of a problem that no one really needs. Well, fixed. I just realised, because I was like, pedal train Volta. I was like, I remember they getting discontinued, and then we were waiting ages for the second one. I'm like... It just came out really in a different many colour. Volta. Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen many Volto 2s, and I'm like, oh, they're on Volto 3 now, so... Uh, <laughs> forget about Volto 2. No one needs yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they just it. skip straight from 1 to 3. Maybe. Like Fast and the Furious. Did, did that not have a Fast and the Furious I don't know. Two? We were talking about it this week. They it, did, skip, it skipped one. Th- there's no yeah. there's no numbered film that is 3. Oh, there you go. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Except Fast- for Lethal Weapon, which starts at 2. No. Uh, no, one's good. Wait, one's not good. What about one Back to the Future good. 3? Two. Back to the Future 3. I, I'm reading a book at the moment about the... Um... About, we're not dissing like, films that are third. Yeah. Just saying like, there was no Die Fast Hard and with Furious Vengeance 3. Very good. There, there's no Fast and yeah. the Furious 3. There's Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. That's the third one in the series. Oh. Anyway. Well, that's I, what I mean. Isn't Back to the Future called Back to the Future Part 3? No, it's Back <laughs> to the Future with a Vengeance. Yes. 
So I'm reading a book <laughs> about Back to the Future at the moment, and you know how like after like two months they changed the lead actor. So it was a guy called Eric Stoltz. They no, 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 no. It was always Michael J. Fox it was not. in all of them. It was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you're it talking about. So Michael J. They wanted Michael J. Fox. Yeah, they got him. No, eventually. Yeah, they did get him. Michael I've, J. Fox. I've seen the movies. So they wanted Michael J. Fox, but he was working on Family Ties, the show. Right. And they basically... Oh, he was in Scrubs. Uh, he was in Scrubs and Spin City. Great show. Yeah. Um, and he was too busy, basically. They were, the, the people who were producing Family Ties said, you can't have him. Yeah. He's too busy. Teen Wolf. Anyway, so Teen Wolf was before that, actually. Right. But um, so they got this guy, Eric Stoltz, and like two months into shooting the film, they're like, this film's rubbish. He's no, Mar- he's, he's no <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Well, they basically said, yeah, this film isn't working and we might as well just knock it on the head. And then, right. so they went, but they were like, well, what's the last, we've got to try and get Michael J. Fox. So they went back to the Family Ties people and they were like, oh yeah, actually things have changed on the show now, two months later and we don't need him so much, so you can have him. Um, but one of the things that um, uh, was a byproduct of that is Michael J. Fox, don't know if you know, a very short man. Eric Stoltz, quite a bit tall man. Is he? So there's a lot of scenes uh, in Back to the Future where Michael J. Fox is standing on a stool. Um, for example, where he goes to put the uh, you know the hook in the back of the DeLorean to connect with the wire that sends the light right. down. Spoilers, in, spoilers. In that shot, he's standing on a stool to um, do it because he couldn't reach over the bonnet of the over the back part of the DeLorean because he was too short to put the thing in. Was he so, on sorry, a stool one, one, to play moment. the 345 as well? One, no. one moment. Do you think that the back part of the car is called the bonnet? Because it's not called that in the English back bonnet. or America. Oh, the back bonnet. The back bonnet. There's the back bonnet. The back bonnet. Come on, back bonnet. <laughs> also <laughs> talking of back, what's, back What's the bonnet in American? Hood. The hood. Back hood. The back hood, yeah. yeah no, back, back hood to the future. The back bonnet. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they had to stand on a little step. I thought that was just a nice little fact. I haven't finished the book yet, so next week I might have some more facts for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. This is really good. Uh, Christopher mm- Lloyd, scared of heights. So when he does the scene where he's up the clock tower, you know, uh-huh. doing the thing, he said, can I do it kneeling down? <laughs> and they said, absolutely not. You've got to stand. <laughs> the action requires you to stand up. So you've got to stand up. There we go. But he actually was on the clock tower. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, have you heard, I know you have because I've played it to you before, but Tom Wilson, who plays Biff Tannen yeah. in uh, Back to the Future, uh, like he has got some songs on YouTube where he... Oh, they're so good. It, they're so good. And he, he did a song about like being, about Back to the Future and it's it's so good. Oh, I need to listen to this. It's, I'm excited he, by he's this re- revelation. He's really cool. He's re- he seems really cool. Oh, I, bet, I, I mean, maybe he's not cool, but he yeah. seems cool in these videos. He, okay. he had a podcast at one point and it was called something like Super Action Fun Time. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a good name. That isn't actually the name, but Maybe something like that. Maybe we should rename our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find it. Yeah. Okay, you, please, you, please you go listen in, to that podcast. We'll carry on. We'll carry on. Actually, before you do wander off and uh, listen to that podcast, um, and, and whilst I do want to talk about guitars on this guitar-based podcast, um, you want to talk about Patreon. Two things that I want to mention. Firstly, I bought a Suzuki Omnicord at the week. Uh, oh, that wow. finally, finally arrived last so, week. So How for listeners... Uh, What's not the sixty? Uh, so yeah. for listeners who don't know what the wonderful kidney bean instrument that is the Suzuki it's not kid- Omnicord it's not kidney is, bean. I wouldn't say it's a kidney bean. I'd okay. say it's in the All shape right. of a, a, you're just pulling, a, you're just pulling a rounded auto hop. So uh, Suzuki Omnicord produced, uh, I think, <laughs> late seventies to late eighties is a um, digital several um, incarnations. Yeah, a digital auto harp 
Mm. Um, which basically boils down to it's a drum machine that also you can play bass notes and a bit like an accordion. Yeah, so, so exactly. you can you can pick it with either a wet finger or or the plastic plectrum provided. Um, wet finger, wet finger okay. or a plastic plectrum provided, an oversized thick. Uh, sort of rubber plectrum, um, and then you have the same sort of uh, chord button structure that you would get on an accordion. It's yeah. very, very cool sounding. So you've got uh, classic drum patterns like rock and heavy rock. Um, you've got waltz and all one, my two, favorite. Three, one, Fox two, trot? three. Got Fox there trot? is foxtrot on oh, there. Yeah. There's also swing. Sucker for um, a foxtrot. So you basically select the drum pattern that you want. You hold down the note. So it could be like F sharp major. Oh, that's and, a good one. Yep. And then, so you've got major, minor, or seven, major seven for each uh, chord. And then you've got, yeah, like a ribbon controller on the side that you sort of strum up and down on it. You don't necessarily have to use a wet finger. Um, <laughs> no, I, d- I was watching a video and a guy was like, make sure you wet your finger. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it was just I not, not an Omnicord video. You just were watching a video where <laughs> yeah, a guy said, uh, oh, maybe I'm getting confused with other <laughs> yeah, things yeah, yeah. that I watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's quite fun to play with. I'll probably, I was going to try and bring it today to provide some accompaniment to Joe's Patreon read. Why didn't you? Because uh, I walked in, I couldn't bother to carry it. I mean, it's it's the size of a kidney. No, it's not. It's massive. It's it's not that big. It Joe, is. how big do you think kidneys are? Well, depends well, on Joe's how inflamed they are. probably quite swollen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, I mean, this is not going to work on the podcast, but I'd say it's about that big. Oh, yeah, that is... Yeah, it's, it's, it's a listeners, hand, you can probably it's, tell from it's that. It's a hand span. <laughs> um, a hand span? That was like two hand spans. Yeah, that was like, that was like elbow to palm. Yeah, yeah. Elbow to palm. No, bigger than that, I would say. It depends depending. on how big your arms are. But. Wow. You know, anyway, sure. so the other thing I wanted to talk about this week is... Oh, it's a fantastic to- instrument, the uh, Suzuki Omnicord. Uh, listeners, I assume you've all heard of it, but if you haven't, really, there are some fantastic we've, videos. We've got one in the Guitar Nerds family now, um, so... It, um, it's, it's, until you decide it's to flip it. So, or say, yeah, I bought it really cheap, so, so I might flip it. <laughs> but it's so worth a purchase. It's so much fun. What Speaking wonderful- of reverb, I know that you're going to do something in a minute, but I've got something important to announce. Go on then. So I listed my first product for sale on Reverb this nice. week. And, of course, because I did that... I had to uh, come up with the name for my shop. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. the name of your shop? So I've called my shop Live Long and Pro Store. Oh, yes. wow. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> I was really proud of that. That's, that's pretty good. good. Mine's really just Joe's fetish items. Okay, good. Yeah. Good to know. Good not, to know. Far, not far from the truth. Yeah. Um, so just quickly wanted to talk about Patreon because um, I was listening to a podcast this week. They gave a shout out to their kind of Patreon people at the start of the podcast, which is something that we don't do. Obviously, we read the names of all our $10 backers. You're not going to make me read them Yeah, no, now. I'm going to make no. you do it right now. No, um, we read the names of the $10 backers at the end of the podcast, but not everyone listens to the whole podcast. So just wanted to talk about what we do for Patreon at the start of the pod. Um, and say thank you to everyone who is already signed up. Plus, also talk about the benefits of one dollar tier because we don't re- we kind of skip over it at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a regular listener to this podcast and you've been listening for years and stuff, and but you know you don't feel like you can contribute five dollars every month, but you want to help us out in some way, the one dollar tier is obviously very affordable, and it means that you get the podcast early. Um, so if you want to be ahead of the curve. Um, when they get it Monday night or Tuesday night? 
Tuesday morning. They get it at Tuesday around midday. Tuesday midday. Yeah, um, which is earlier than the Wednesday morning of the uh, right. of the regular. I, I mean, I have literally no idea. They also get access to the podcast notes. Yeah, well. podcast notes as well. If you want to go you still back, keep and... up with that rubbish. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, I thought we decided it was a waste of time. No, 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 no nobody ever read it, and you know, you, we talk, oh you no, li- that was a conversation <laughs> me and Mark had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You literally you. have access to the oh, okay, same. Yeah, we talk about a lot. We talk about a lot of stuff on the pod and, you know, one of the quickest ways to find that is to go through the podcast notes. Um, And so the $1 tier is, you know, if you feel like you have enjoyed listening to this podcast for the last four years, it's an affordable way to not only kind of contribute to it, um, but you get some specific nice perks as well. Get the podcast early, get the podcast notes. Bloody lovely, basically. Um, Get an inflated self of... Uh, sense well, of join the club. You know, sense you're, of, sense you're, of, you're mm, helping us do this club. every join week, me. and um, you're you're part of an exclusive club that does so. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks to everyone for um, for helping out with the old Patreon. Loads of t- new ten dollar backers, which is good, and it also means that if you are going to listen to the end of this episode, Joe might pass out from reading them all in one breath. Oh, it, I it's think possible. I think ne- we've got we've got some more. I think once you fail, you mm. need to start reading the names out with one breath each. So they're really, really long. Yeah, that'd be that's a great idea. No, or you just basically hyperventilate. You say a name, you have to do a deep breath. Then you say a name, you have to do a deep breath. And we see which is more dangerous to your health: the long list of names in one breath, or a breath, a big breath in between each name, but very quickly. There are something like fifty-two, fifty-four names on the on the list at the moment. Which, if you think about what I'm doing. Yeah, it's there. pretty impressive. It's not bad. That's uh, you know, that's a hundred and eight words. Sometimes more. Breath. Sometimes more because yeah. some people have got made like longer names. Yeah, made up names. People with double barreled surnames. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, made up names. Yeah. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, but that's all I want to say about Patreon. You know, if you already contribute, thank you very much. And also, you know, if you feel like you can't stretch to the five or ten dollar, there is the one dollar tier and the perks to that are pretty cool as well. Can we talk about some guitar things? Sure. Okay, so um let's dive I tell you what, let's just dive straight into some news. News. So first up, Matthew Knight. Matthew Knight. I yes. would I would like to talk to you about a brand uh, who you, you're probably uh, most uh, familiar. Familiar. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, familiar That's with most brands, but yeah. If. <laughs> um, talk to me about Thor- Thorpe Effects, one of our favourite effects pedal companies. Um, <laughs> who are actually uh, who who are advertising on this podcast at the moment? They've released a new pedal. They have, yes. So we are looking at now the heavy water. I think Jay will be interested in what heavy water is, since all of the uh, all of the Thorpey pedals have some sort of uh, military name. Uh, heavy water is water with more hydrogen infused in it, which they use for uh, various things, including I read today making bombs. I, um, I just thought all water was heavy. Really, I was washing my. No, you're thinking of car. electricity. <laughs> I wonder what you were going to say then. No, water's heavy though, isn't it? I was washing my girlfriend's car and I had to like fill up a bucket of water and carry it downstairs. No, the bucket was like... <laughs> the bucket no, Joe, you're just weak. <laughs> no, yeah. it's the, the, he- the bucket is heavy. Oh, the thing to do the is too. the thing to do is poke a hole in the bucket. Right. Yeah. It lightens the load. Yeah, yeah. The Thanks, less man. the less bucket there is, the lighter it will be. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know where I'd be without well, you. You're, you're, be- you're best to do it in the middle at the bottom. Right. Okay. What cool. you've just admitted to is basically being an immense weakling. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I had to carry a bucket I had to carry outside some from the water. water. I tell you where it was heavy. <laughs> How big was the bucket? 
don't know. You're like, I don't know, bucket size? Bucket size, yeah. really? Did you put it on your edge? Bucket edge. No, no, I sort of carried it with one hand. I had my gin in the other. I couldn't use two hands for it. But Why it didn't you put the gin into in the, bucket, the bucket and then yeah. you could have carried it with two hands? That would have been a better idea. Like a Jaeger bomb. Like a Jaeger bomb. But How with... is it like a Jaeger bomb? Because well, you have the, uh, the shot of Jaeger that floats in the Red Bull. Okay, but what you're talking about here is gin and a bucket <laughs> of <soapy> water. water. <laughs> I mean, you've hit some real lows, but that would be... Soapy water's all right. You can drink soapy yeah, water. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's not like drinking paint. No, that's, that's you're true. right. It's, it's not, not like, like drinking, drinking paint. paint. Anyway, I mean, it's Matt, not that far, but... Matt, Matt, talk to us about this uh, new explosive uh, pedal. Uh, okay, right. So the Thorpey Heavy Water um, is half of the boost side of the Dane. So much requested by myself and many others. This is literally being... something we spoke about on the Gear of the Year podcast. The fact that we yes. we liked the uh, the Dane as the being a make gooderer. The boost side, yes, yeah, because being the, a make the boost side is not only just a great clean boost. It's got that really nice lows control on it, so you can turn the boost all the way down and then use the lows control to just kind of like fatten up single coils or you know just give a real amount of bottom end to your signal. Um, but then you've got a super high headroom clean boost as well, so that's really good for driving the front end of the amp or in the Dane, obviously driving the driven side, the overdrive side of the pedal. Um, but myself and I think a lot of other people requested that um, they just do the boost side for that for that great lows control and having the boost in there for other pedals. Um, and lo and behold, here comes the heavy water. So the heavy water is half the Dane side. And then the second side is also another version of the Dane boost. But it's been tweaked to give you slightly more gain and use some of the germanium diodes that they're using inside so you get this kind of really gritty sort of overdrive boost sort of boost on one side and then the kind of really clean boost with the lows on the other side so you can run them together for a kind of really sort of heavy driven sound or you can use it to drive the front end of your amp so you've basically got two really distinctive boosts but with that awesome lows control on each side a really really nice idea and i think it's nice that they haven't just taken the boost side of the dane and just gone well i sort of already make that circuit here it's just another enclosure they've actually you know gone to the trouble of redesigning the circuit and thinking of something extra to to kind of do that people might want to be able to use yeah yeah i mean it it it, it sounds like exactly what everyone's everyone wanted from uh from the previous pedal so i think it's gonna yeah be, uh... and i mean that that make gooder is amazing i think just that kind of the right side just on its own is a really nice boost. It's amazing. And then you've got that left side with just a little bit more grit, which would be great going into the front of like an amp sort of, you know, if you're someone who doesn't use a lot of pedals or you want to really just push the front end of your amplifier for using like an old Marshall or something like that, I think this could be a really good pedal without going for a pedal that's insanely distorted, yeah. like an action, you know. So, yeah, I think this would really want to try one out. I mean, obviously, I know what the boost side sounds like, but I'm interested to kind of, um, see what the other side's like and see how it works with um, with the with the Dane boost. I tell you what, I'm really into the arrogance of this pedal because basically <laughs> what he's done is he's gone. You know what? That sounds good. I'm just gonna put it on there twice. <laughs> I, I think that's absolutely fantastic. All right. So uh, so in terms of make gooders, which have always been a popular thing amongst us, very flavor of the week though. Well, maybe okay. So then then that's where this question comes from. Then what is everyone's favorite make gooderer? Matt Knight. Um, well, I mean, I've I've been using the Dane for well since before Christmas. Do you leave it on then all the time? To me. You just leave that side of it on. Pretty much, yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So I um, yeah, I pretty much leave it on all the time. The only time I might turn it off is if I switch to a drive sound and I don't want 
the boost side going into the drive because right. sometimes you want to use that as like a, a little bit of a game boost but i pretty much use it leave it on all the time apart from that a pedal that we haven't talked about for a long time which i still think is the original make gooder um is the pigtronic class, class a boost, a boost. <laughs> i love it classic back. Yeah, yeah the, seventy nine pounds now. I think that's an, a fantastic price. What was the such an awesome pedal? What the eighteen volt? Yeah, that's is the, that what you're thinking? The TC Electronic Spark oh. Boost? No, the TC Electronic Spark volts. Boost. The TC Electronic Spark Boost was the pedal that everybody always used to come into the shop to try and buy, right. and the one that they would end up leaving with was the Pigtronics Class A Boost. Oh, right. See, I have the TC, but I don't think I've ever owned the Pigtronics one. The Pigtronics what, is what's great. What's better about the Pigtronics one then, It's Jay? better. It just sounds better. Right. I, well, so basically, you can you can plug 9 to 18 volts into it. So uh, when you put... I guess you, that's what you want from the Make Gooder, is I think so. Room? I mean, yeah, when you put the 18 volt, when you use an 18 volt power supply with it, it just, you get a lot more headroom. It's really kind of clean and sparkly and you just you just turn up the control, which I think says gain, but really should just say Goodera. Goodera. Or just, I think it just says, it just, it should it just, just say says good. level. Oh, it says it level. Say it should just say it good, just and say you just turn good. up the good. It, they just sounded great, really, yeah. really great. And seventy nine pounds, mm. not a yeah. lot. Yeah, and uh, a lot in a in a micro housing. And what I, I really like here on the specs, it basically runs on air. Current draw two milliamps. I mean, it might as well just power out of thin air. There's nothing to it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very good. J Cross favorite make Goodera? Favorite make Goodera? Uh I always like the Amaterasu. Yeah, I mean that was, that was one I was thinking about mentioning. If no one what else was the, did, what was the name of that pedal? Uh, that was the because um, they all have fairly that, similar names, don't they? It's that, the Amaterasu the is the name of the pedal. Oh, okay. But the ground control, ground effects. control, ground control audio. Ground, ground control. Uh, Amaterasu really like that pedal. Uh, Do you remember they also because that was actually a treble boost, and they later released a mid boost, which was a black one. Yeah, yeah. Now I can't remember what they called that. But, that had a name that was similar to Amaterasu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really like that, and uh, I not, maybe not strictly a make gooder a pedal, but in terms of just a pedal that I've always used, kind of as a a, uh, a, a jumping off point for my sound, like a preamp, is yeah. the uh, the the Boss RE twenty. I just like I know it's not really a a make gooder, but I just. It I, is, I, because whether the delay's on or no, off, everything be. does sound better. Yeah, because you've got with, that input volume echo. control, yeah, and I just, love, I just love it. I just love it. And, of course, the classic Mojo Mojo. Again, more of a drive pedal than a Make Goodera, but... You can drive the RE20, and that's what makes it yeah, a good Yeah, exactly. Goodera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of preamp type. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I wish that preamp was off when the pedal was off. That's my only downside with that pedal. What, the, the RE20? Yeah. Yeah, but then it when wouldn't be like the, the real one, would it? But then I yeah. don't know where to put it to actually have my the end. clean sound. And then get two, put one at the beginning. No, no, as in I don't know where to put the level to make it the same as if the pedal wasn't there. We can't. What you could do is you could well, buy exactly. a true bypass loop switcher and then just switch it in and out of your signal chain if you really wanted to. Yeah, great. Yeah, I could definitely do that. Mark Packham, favourite make good around? You know what I'm going to say. Dunlop Echoplex preamp. Oh, Sounds I, good. I didn't think, yeah, I, did. I forgot that you owned that. Have you sold yours You've yet? sold it. Oh, yeah. Because um, well, I'm I'm, yeah, we all know that I'm on a drive to have less stuff. And right, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I bought this Omnicord because I thought it would be 
bit funny to buy. But in general, I'm not buying much stuff at the moment. I want right. to kind of... Uh, yeah, why, why would you? you? You know, you're only sort of, you know, probably the, the owner of the biggest guitar podcast in the world. Yeah, but, you, you know, oh, all right, well, you know, that's what I'm saying. Sign up to Patreon. They can pay me to buy this stuff, can't they? <laughs> um, you know, it's fine. I'll buy loads of stuff, but, you know, I haven't got any money. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine. I'm trying to sell stuff right now. Right, um, right. I've got nothing left to sell. It's a real dearth. Do you know you, what? I, you've got plenty of stuff. No, I haven't. Do you know I'm, I've got nothing. I've got no pedals at all. Right. Uh, well, I've got a tuner. That's it. Uh, uh-huh. I've got the amp. I've got the Katana 50. Mm-hmm. I've got two guitars. That's it. It's pretty, what, what are the two guitars? Bahartelli, Les Paul Jr. And? I've got the Pink Sparkle Strat as You've well. You've got the Pink Sparkle. But it's your only pink instrument. Mod mode. No, it isn't. I've got the Bahartelli. Oh, that's pink as well. I'm the only guitar nerd who doesn't own a pink instrument. Get out, loser! That's why, that's why you're not one of the group. That's yeah, why. that's right. I'm I'm remedying it. I'm remedying it. I'm sorting something out. Okay, good. Grabber orange is the new color now. Sorry. No, it's you not. Grabber orange is the worst color ever. By my twenty fourth base of the year, it's gonna be pink. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast is sponsored by Celestian and their incredible new Neo 250 Copperback speakers. Sacrificing none of the delicious musicality of your favourite Celestians, the Neo 250 Copperback is a neodymium speaker that supplies tons of tone without the signature cone breakup immediately associated with the classic Celestian growl. Rated at a monstrous 250 watts, the Neo 250 works together with your amp to provide fantastic dynamics, delivering all the headroom and touch sensitivity you could possibly need. All that at a modest £5, which is that's like 2.2 kilograms. Check them out at Lean Business in the UK, Tube Amp Doctor in Germany, Algam in France, Eco Music in Italy, Eberloud in Spain, plus gear for Music Toman and Backstrop, and if you're in the US, then you've got retailers like Sweetwater, Musician's Friend, AMS, Parts Express, Loudspeakers Plus, and of course, Amazon. For more details, check them out, Celestian.com. Oh, I've got a bit of a problem actually coming up. I've got we know a... we we hear about them all the time. No, no, no. It's not <laughs> it's just fine, one fine, problem. So oh I've... no, you got you got that referral sorted then. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, lovely. thanks. Yeah, yeah, I did. yeah, I've got to play. Uh, I've got to play this uh, this little set at Arctangent. Um, uh, not with my band, but with part of like this this uh, big band and. Uh, Meshuggah. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing... playing I'd love playing to see you on stage with Meshuggah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, we're, we're, playing a, we're, we're playing a set for, for my friend Dan, who our friend Dan, who passed away last year. And there's like all the bands, are, uh, we're going to do this big version of a Clef song. Um, Clef played in Drop D. How many guitars do you think I own that are in... That tuning that are only in drop D that are capable of getting into that tuning. I think that's really insensitive. Of, uh, completely of uh, Dan, yeah, of Dan, yeah, and totally. everyone. But um, so I was thinking I might actually have to buy something new because it's either I buy something new, yeah, or I've got to reset up a base because I don't know. That's anything. ridiculous. Yeah. On what planet would you should exactly. you have to do that for your mate? Exactly. Outrage. How so, many bases do you own? Two. Too many. Too many. many. And yeah, none of them can be played in drop D. <laughs> well, we've got you know, f- which is just standard tuning with a slightly lower low string. <laughs> I don't have anything in standard tuning. Okay. Uh, do, you mean, borrow, do you just want to borrow my P bass no, for the weekend? I don't, no, I need something more flamboyant. Okay. Um, anyway, I, was, I think I've sorted Buy it out. By a Bootsy Collins. No, I was thinking about we've got a sparkle uh, aqua blue Music Man bongo 
on loan from Music Man at the moment. So I asked them if they'd mind. So uh, yeah, they were. That's what I'm going to be. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous man. Stealing, stealing the limelight is what I'm all about. And what, what better way to do it than with a sparkle That is a great coloured. That is a great coloured bass. It is. It and is the best Music Man bass. Absolutely. Bongos. Yeah. I'm, it's not six string though, which is obviously the best one. How did you describe the Music Man bongo? Looks like a toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it does look a lot like my toilet seat. Um, and, and so, you know, and now whenever I look at the base and look at my toilet seat, I, thought, I always need the toilet, you know. <laughs> just, just anyway, Jake Cross, uh, Jake Cross, talk to me about uh, about Fender effects pedals because we've been trying to talk about these for a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks since Fender released a whole new line of super awesome um, effects pedals. Yes, well, not really released. They are announced and right. they are going to be shipping later in the year. But uh, six new pedals. I'm just going to quickly run through them because I'm sure most people have heard about them now. But there's <clears throat> the MTGLA, which is a another tube-driven overdrive pedal. So it's the second tube-driven. The, the second one, yeah. So they. Uh, so basically, the story behind this is Fender found a bunch of uh, 6205. Preamp, uh, um, like mo- little tubes, microtubes, right from the seventies, just knocking about in the warehouse. They've been there since the seventies, <laughs> and so someone was like, "Well, we should probably do something with these." So Bruce Egnator got involved, and Bruce Egnator, along with Stan Cote, who has uh, designed all the rest of the Fender pedals, designed the original MTG, and uh, it's really cool, high, like kind of high gain drive pedal and this is more of a uh 80s low mid um drive pedal so yep yeah, sounds really good um there's like a scoopy sort of metal thing. exactly yeah right. yeah kind of 80s metal type thing cool. very scooped <clears throat> uh second pedal is the trapper which is a new fuzz this actually i think will be very popular so this fuzz is like, it's more detailed isn't it because the the it, pelt which is the, the first pe- one which first, was a single pedal exactly thing. yeah so this is a twin voiced uh twin voice fuzz the first the first sound is kind of more of a traditional um type fuzz with uh you know similar to the similar more to hendrixy the sort of thing yes uh with a switchable high octave so you can bring that in oh, and out. Really? Okay, so very Hendrix. Yes. And the second sound is more of a kind of modern, ultra-gated. Right. You know Fuzz exactly. Factory. Yeah, it's going to be, I'm going to absolutely hate the sound of it, right. which will mean people like I'll you love, will love it. Like, exactly, yeah. exactly. Me and Matt will love it. Exactly. So essentially you've got all Sounds three great. types of fuzz in that one pedal, totally. which is traditional fuzz, octave like big fuzz. fuzz, Jimi Hendrix, which is the octave, and then modern fuzz. Exactly. Which is the yeah. It's, it really sounds cool. great. It sounds really, really cool. Um, there's the the new Compugilist, which is a bit of an interesting one. So the Compugilist is a mixture of the Pugilist, which is a drive pedal that came out which last year. Which we really loved. Which really, really, which we really liked. And the Benz, which was the compressor that came out earlier in the year as well. Oh, I really liked that compressor as well. So they're both in one box. Um, the Compugilist, the, uh, you've only got the one drive sound instead of the two drive circuits that you have in the Pugilist. Uh, again, really cool and looks like the Pugilist. Um, there's so a- w- with with that one, can is it just always running the compressor into the drive or can you switch that round? You cannot... Oh, can you switch... Uh, I think you can switch them round. I can't remember. Right, right. I can't remember. I can't remember. Okay, cool. It sounds like Fender are going after the heavier market as a rule with some of yeah, these Yeah, I mean, pedals. I think basically the thing is, is that the first few pedals that came out really needed to be kind of your bread and butter. They and needed to a- appeal to Fender 
classic customer yeah. base so nothing mad nothing weird just cool base you know there was a big point to prove after the uh, you know the last wave of pedals that came out the uh, competition series yeah which was you know at the turn of the decade and uh i think that's happened now and you, we can go down and do something slightly weirder which is cool uh there's a new there's an envelope filter the pour over which is pour over because it's you. filter coffee you. and oh. it's a filter oh oh isn't that smart <laughs> is that what pour over coffee means yeah because you pour it into the filter we don't really have coffee like that over here, Joe. No, I know. I've, I've got, heard people I've got mention a machine it over on, there. Well, I have a filter machine. I just yeah. didn't know that was called a pour-over yeah. coffee. Well, I've I mean, heard people mention yeah. it. Well, we don't we don't really have Mr. Coffee over here, though, do we, Jay? Mr. Uh, coffee? Which is the coffee machine that From seems Back to be to everywhere in, in, in America. Oh, right. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. I only drink uh, specialty craft uh, small batch coffee. I really do. I only drink Taylor's. That's how we should get to sponsor this podcast. Taylor's small coffee. Batch. That would be good. Yeah. Then we can get free small batch coffee because it's really good. That, no, yeah. I just ran good. out of coffee this I morning. need to get an AeroPress or something at home because all I have is like a four-person cafetiere. And, and because Emma doesn't really drink coffee, I'm just making a four-person cafetiere for myself at home every morning. I'm gonna, I've got a little life hack here for you, Joe. Yeah. So when you use a receptacle, yeah, you don't have to fill it up to the top. You could... Put one quarter's amount worth of liquid is it into the receptacle. Is it going to work the same? Or, yeah. Joe Branton, yeah. you could get into cold brew and just don't boil the water. Right. Make the four cafetiere and let it brew overnight well, in, got the, a, in the fridge. Right. And then... Um, and then you can just drink it cold. 18 hours, really. Is great. It's cold the best way to have coffee. Yeah, but I mean, Aeropress- I do drink it cold because the first one is warm. The second one is You're not, not drinking so quick enough. And the, not, th- the not third and the fourth really are just... Enough. Oh, okay. But uh, an AeroPress is great. I've got an AeroPress and I really like it. Oh, they, they, yeah, they're um, cool. Just, just bring it back to guitars. Jay, when are they coming out? I couldn't see anything on the Fender website and the fuzz piqued my interest, but I cannot see it. Uh, in October is when they're actually shipping. Um, I think they should be on the website, but if they're not, then they're not. Um, but Aww. yeah, they're shipping in October. So but we've had I can the computer list. Yep. Um, so uh, the pour over bass envelope. Oh, sorry, oh it's not yes, bass so envelope fill, but you know it sounds really good with bass. I've heard it with bass. I mean, guitar. essentially, did the guitarists use envelope envelope filled? Yeah, I mean, if you want much. that kind of like quacky chic sound, hmm. I don't know. Listener, does, do, yeah. do any of I, you use envelope filters on guitar? I just yeah. thought that was a near. He's talking to Matt. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Matt's asking. <laughs> answering. <laughs> of course. Um, okay, so I, again, I just want to. There's a lot here, and I don't want to just spend the whole episode talking about them. So well, I we, just wanted we, to focus on the the last two. You've got three minutes. I do think are really cool. So first of all, the Smolder Acoustic Overdrive. So this is something that I do think is actually quite unique and. Um, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the fourth wall here. When I said that out loud, you made a really weird face. An acoustic overdrive. So that is exactly how I felt. I, I had uh, enough time accepting the acoustic That is how I felt right up until and the, and it's my job to sell these, yeah. And I felt like that right <laughs> up until I actually heard it. And right, I tell okay. you what, it sounds really really good okay it sounds really good so, so when got- i think of acoustic and overdrive i yeah. think of um that uh that band that did the bow bow the bow bow Wheaters. yeah Wheaters. okay yeah. right okay i mean i'm not sure how i got that from that but uh no it doesn't sound like that it sounds really authentic right it it 
honestly, just track, track down a video on it. It sounds great. The thing that's most important about it is it's got a blend control on there. So you can bring in the dry circuit the as well. The most important control on any effect. Yeah, well, yeah, completely. Um, so that's that. The one that I think people are actually going to be really interested in is the reflecting pool, which is a new big delay reverb pedal. So delay and reverb in the same box with a tap tempo for the delay. Um, it is 250 quid. So the most expensive pedal? Most life? expensive pedal, is yeah. Is that more expensive than that big bass pedal that uh, you did? It's about the same price, the same. I think. I can't remember. And is it a four or a three pedal? A three foot switch. Three foot switch. So right. one reverb, one delay, and then a tap as well. Right. Is it the same algorithms as some of the other delay pedals, or is it is it like two? Is it the delay and reverb like smashed together? It or is, is not. It like so is, so that's a question that's come up a lot. Is it just the marine layer and the mirror image, which are the delay and reverb pedals that came out when? We first brought out the pedals, and no, it's not. It is completely new algorithms, completely new sounds. Uh, the uh, it's actually based on the uh, effects engine on the DSP that is in the Treeverb. Right. So if you're into oh, the sound of the Treeverb, I mean, I thought that was the best pedal Fender have put out. So it's based. It's the same processor as that, uh, which is I think a much more it's, it's a much more powerful and i just think it sounds much better i think the tree verb is that if you don't own a tree verb you should buy a tree verb uh, i don't i don't think there's too much else doing is a it, better is job it for tree the verb price. or tray verb uh, it Whatever. really de- it, it really depends on you how you mean like tray call from green day yeah yeah i was i thought it was his signature pedal i was like right. that's a weird choice but you know uh pete honore was really funny on the anderton's video because he was like when they were talking about it, it was and um, he we had a little chuckle about it together when I saw him a couple of weeks ago. He was like, Tray verb. Oh, and there's three reverbs. Tray verb, of course. And then they got to the fact that there's a tremolo in there as well. <laughs> so but um yeah, so anyway, reflecting pool, delaying reverb. So there's uh nine reverb sounds in there. So you go whole room and then special, and then each of those has got three different sounds. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Sounds a bit on so three right. rooms, three halls, and then three special, including a shimmer. Hey, and uh, that's what that's what it needed. That's what yeah, Fender needed. Totally. And it sounds fantastic. 
really, really fantastic. And then on the other side, you've got uh, the, the delay control. Um, and again, three different, well, uh, three different types of delay. So there's digital, analog, and tape. And then instead of having the, uh, basically, instead of having a variation between those three, you've got quality control. So you can control how good the repeat sound, oh, that's basically. Great. So on the, when you're on the tape sound, obviously you turn it down to the lowest quality right. and it sounds fantastic. But also with that, you've got rate and depth controls to control a uh, the modulation like you would with a carbon copy or something like that. Um, but yeah, it sounds amazing. Uh, obviously, I'm biased and people aren't going to believe me. Um, there's loads <laughs> of other features on there. Like, Welcome to my world. Well, Jay. yeah, totally. Welcome but to my world. there's loads of other controls on there. Like you can control the subdivisions by holding down the tap and... Um, wiggling the time control there's loads of cool stuff on there and uh yeah so go and check it out for yourself watch a video i really i really really love it and i'm definitely buying one as soon as they come into stock um i'm really excited about it i think i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a, a big hit speaking of uh of of doing weird things with tap controls actually we there was a comment on our instagram about i shared a picture of matt that what was that ibanez delay with the fader do you remember the, echo oh, the echo the shifter. The echo shifter. And someone pointed out on there, and I didn't know this, but apparently um, when using the echo shifter, if you hit the tap tempo <gasps> just once, then it still tries to work that out. And so instead of being able to work that out, creates a really sort of... Oh, like a oh well, it sounds bomb, like, like a, the it sounds like the tape is like trying to catch up with itself. Well, not quite, because it's trying well, to count it, but because there's essentially an infinite amount of time before yeah. your second count. It just elongates the note until it breaks up. I haven't done this, but oh, right. someone someone commented on the, on the Instagram and said, oh, yeah, it does that. And I was like, man, that is a really great feature. If that if that does that, that's, that's really cool. That's yeah. kind of what everyone it's, wants it's, to be able to do without their hands on a on a delay. I will pedal. test it. I reckon yeah, it's probably it. an unintended feature. Though, yeah, because oh, obviously what mo- most tap tempo require two, three or four taps. And obviously it works out the subdivision based on that. Yeah. So I'm guessing what happens is, is you press one and the clock is like, right, I'm waiting for the next one, gets to the maximum point of the bucket brigade chip. And then I mean, Matt, you're ruining the, the fun of this, beginning. really. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's magic. Yeah, it's magic. Cool. Dropping it, it, science. <laughs> yeah, uh, pedal science. So we much needed. We're going to move on at this point because um, Mark Packham. Hello. You've got a secret surprise for us. I have. A cheeky uh, off-schedule quiz. For the uh, podcast, although we haven't kept to that schedule for quite some time, but yeah. I was de- thinking about it today. The quiz, yeah, we haven't done a proper who, one. For who ages. won the last one? Me. Did you? That's definitely yes. not true. Was De- it me? I feel like it was me. Definitely not true. Well, I've provided in the with the absence of knowing who won the last one, I've stepped in and provided us with a single round quiz uh, okay. for the end of this podcast. Right. Um, Circular. This quiz, I'm calling Year of the Gear. Because the rules of the game are... Well, that, was a, that was a good jingle, Joe. Uh, thank you. Yeah, that was really year of the great. Yeah. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great jingle. Um, so the the aim of this game is I've picked out 10 key moments in the history of um, guitar stuff. Uh, some of them major, some of them not so major. Um, and I found out when they'd happened. And you guys need to guess the year. And for every year that you're off, you gain one point. Right. Uh, whether that be over or under. So and if you're if you get it knob on, then you get zero. Zero. It's like golf, which is what you want. Which is what you want. Oh, because, it's like golf. Yeah, because can mo- we call it the par. most points? Can we points. call it par? par? No, it's called 
year of the gear. Oh, no, no, I meant the points. Can we have... Like, oh, if you're on par. Yeah, yeah Jake, but if you're on par, oh, oh, then you finish with zero. Yeah, but I don't, no, I don't yeah, know yeah, all but, the terms, though, because I don't know what a birdie well, is a or birdie's whatever. two if you're two over. Okay, well, let's... I, I think, no, no, it's not. Isn't it? No, no a birdie two is one... Oh, no, two a birdie under. is... An eagle is two under, a birdie ah. is one under, and par... Wonder. Yeah, and then and then bogey is one over, and then you can have double bogey, triple bogey, and then you're rubbish. After well, that. Oh. someone has been playing a bit of Wii Golf recently. Yeah, wow, yeah. <laughs> On actual golf, everything I got was like an actual eight bogey. Golf, such a good game. Oh, it's so, so good. good. Oh, I really love that game. Yeah. What was the golf from The Simpsons? Simpsons Golf. No, the... Lee Carvello's putting challenge. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Lee Carvello's. That's the name of the quiz. You have selected no. Um... <laughs> Right, so, okay, so first round, um, we're going to go Jay, then um, Matt, then Joe, and then we'll do a different order for the next one. Um, so you've each get a chance to go first and put in your year. Jay, could you get a calculator up, please, oh so gosh. that we can yeah, get it up. calculate uh, how off all of you are, and I shall assign the Do I need a notepad? I'll get a notepad. Thusly. Don't look at my screen. I'm not going to look at your screen. Oh, someone you don't need a notepad. Look, I've, look, got, I've got one. I've got one right, right down here. here. I've oh, got yeah, one yeah. down here. We've got the internet fine. In I can do it here. I can do it here. What I'm going to do is do all the rounds, do all the questions, and then I'm going to add up the scores while Joe's doing his Patreon stuff at the end. Is this like GCSE where having the calculator during the quiz might be detrimental? Uh, no, it's, it's I'm not, good. I can't cheat it's, with the calculator. You, no, you can't cheat. Okay. You can't cheat. It's not like, so, what is 1946 the, the minus... The first crucial event. <clears throat> when was the Rickenbacker Frying Pan guitar released? Starting off, Jay Cross. What's the Frying Pan guitar? It's basically the first ever electric guitar. The, that oh, is, really? Yeah, yeah. That is easy. 1947. I would have gone 49. Well, well, there you go then. Wait you can... for your turn then. Oh, do I get a turn? Yeah, yeah, you get oh, a turn. Right. Yeah. Okay. Matt, Matt, what year are you saying? Oh, I've given oh, it well, away. I, I was going to say 49. However, the first prototype telly was 1949. I feel it was before that. Is that what Google was telling you, Matt? Yeah. So, Jay, what did you say? 45? No, it doesn't matter what I said. It doesn't matter what I said, Matt. He said 47. 47. Come on, Matt. Make a decision. We, we've got to come on. Yeah, you got, you're oh, definitely right, googling. Go four, definitely googling. Three, no, two, forty-five. There we go. Forty-five. Nineteen forty-five. Although I wouldn't cheat. You know, I'm the the least cheaty out of all four of you. We're we talking about Joe uh, Joe Branton. I mean, I am cheating. I'm I'm searching for it now. Yeah, none of you can Google it. What most cheaty? You can't Google it. What are you saying? <laughs> um. So so I was going to say forty-nine, but now everyone's been like, well, it's not going to be that right. And Jay's gone 47, and Matt's gone 45. Yeah. So I'm going to go 46. 1946, the ultimate troll. <laughs> okay, so uh, what I'm going to tell you I enjoyed you is, being last place there. Uh, I have absolutely no idea, but because I was first, I just thought I'll try and mislead everyone. So okay. I just picked a year out, right. the, out my... So, Do you think I should have gone 49? Pretty sure you're Maybe pretty it, close. Can I change Too my... Can no, I change? no oh. the, you, the, it's already written down in my, uh, on my document. Are you sure? So, Are you sure? The Rickenbacker frying pan guitar was released in... 1931. Oh, wow. Uh, so, um, Jay, you're winning. Uh, no, <laughs> Matt's winning. He oh, was he? the closest. Oh. Yeah. So he's only got 14 points where he went with 1945. Next event. Wait, do I need the calculator? No, I, I, could do, I could do that one. That was oh. fine. Why um, okay. I, I will add them up. I will need the calculator at the end. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So Play along, listener. Play along. Right. Um, so the next event, um, starting with Matt this time around. Matt, can you name the year that Gibson was bought? By Henry. Hmm. Nineteen ninety-one. Okay. Nineteen ninety-one from Matt. 
Uh, next up is Joe Branton. <laughs> you have to say five, four, God damn it. three, 19, 96. <laughs> 96. There you go. Okay, Jay Cross. Uh, 1987. 1987. The year that Gibson was purchased was 1986. Oh, 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 wow. Not so bad. Not so bad. I knew. I I thought you guys were going a bit late. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Momentous day in guitar history. Oh, it's a momentous day. Um, What year was... Paul Reed Smith, born. Oh, Ooh, nice. <laughs> um, starting off with Joe Branton. Yeah, of course. Okay, Paul Reed Smith. He looks old. Um, where, where were we? How many, What's the year at the moment? 2020, around then. Um, uh, and so 20 years ago, so he wasn't born 20 years ago, and that would have been 2000, so 1980. Oh, wait, I'm around that age, aren't I? So that would have been 40. Come on, so mate. I Come on. he... Was born in 1959. Okay, 1959 from Joe Branton. Uh, Jay Cross, you're next. I'm going to go with uh, 54. 1954. Matt Knight. And I'm going to go with 1958. 1958. So I think he's the oldest, oh dear. Sorry, Paul. Paul Reed Smith was born in 19... 56. Oh! Wait, who won? Uh, well, it was Jay was and Matt off. were Matt both two off. two off. Yeah, and you oh, were three God. off. Okay. Oh, I'm looking forward to adding this up at the end. Okay, fourth momentous event in guitar history. Jay Cross, when was the first Ibanez RG produced? Oh, what wonderful. Some of these are so good. What wonderful guitar. Oh gosh! Rich I, I, history. I tell you what, I've got vibrant absolutely history. Okay. <laughs> no idea. That's so good. I'm gonna say RG. Vibrant <laughs> history. Vibrant. Oh, is he giving me a clue? Vi- vibrant. 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 Vibrate. Vibrate. When did the yeah. vibrator? When was that released? Is that what the you're saying? The first ever vibrator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's not go down. I'm the gonna say 1980. Uh, 1987. Okay. Again, the year I was born. Thanks very oh much. Goodness, yeah. that Matt is Knight. appalling. I'm going to go with... Now, I know that The Gem was released in 1987. Yeah. And The Gem preceded the RGs, if I remember rightly. So I'm going to go with 1988. Thanks 1988. for that one, mate. Wait, so, sorry, did you just... I thought this was The Not Gem. Seen. No, this was RG, mate. Oh, no. sorry, sorry. The, I thought it was The Gem, Joe which obviously was Joe Branton. Yes. When was the first Ibanez RG produced? 1989. <laughs> Just always add one each time. Well, the first Ibanez gem was actually produced 1987. They yes! came out the same year, oh, as, the same year. as the gems. Beauty. So, Jay Cross spot on. Matt, you get one point. Joe, you have two points. Happy, right. happy 32nd birthday, RG. Yes. Um, big milestone, that. That's um, right. Okay, so... Uh, next up, Matt Knight, you're starting for another momentous moment in guitar history. When was Fender founded? Oh. Fender uh, founded. Fender founded. Five, nine, four. 
942. Okay. And uh, Joe Branton. 45. 1945. And Jay Cross. Oh, this is oh, this is so good. Be wrong. 46. 1946. So Fender was founded. In 1946. Oh, no! Jay Cross, spot on. <laughs> Matt, uh, four points away. Joe Branton, one point away. What, what year did you say? 40, he, he said 45. 45. And what year did you say, Matt? 42. 42. Right, okay, yeah. Bang in the middle of World War Two. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, not in a 45. Could have been after. Okay, yeah. Um, right, next up. When was the Maestro Fuzz Tone released? Starting with Joe Branton. No, oh, damn it. 1979. 1979. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jay Cross. Mm, 19. Yep. 60. Yep. Ooh. 8. Okay. Oh, no. One of us is so wrong. And it's probably <laughs> me. Matt Knight. 19. 60. Oh, damn it. <laughs> One. 961. Ooh, okay. even earlier. The Maestro Fuzz Tone was released in 1962. Oh, no! oh, that's so, but that is so bad for me. <laughs> I don't know if I can come back from this. Wait till we do the next question. You may be able to come back from it because I feel this is the one where the answers <laughs> might swing wildly in either direction. So you added 17 points then, by the way. <laughs> um, so... The next momentum. Whose turn was it first? I can't remember now. I think it was Joe's first. Yeah. I just went first. No, I no, just no, I think, first. I think it's Joe's Joe, yeah, yeah. Joe Joe first. Go first. Okay, momentous day in guitar history. Okay. When was Hiscock's Cases founded? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, this could be, this could be <laughs> literally any time in the last, like, 300 years. Yeah, you were, yeah. you were a they momentous been, sod. They could have been making violin cases yep. for Stradivarius. Yes, they could. Or maybe they came out in 2008. Yep. Just think about the picture that you get inside the Hiscox case. Oh, yeah, of course. It's yeah. like a family, yeah. but one of them is elderly. Right, okay. So, And there yeah. weren't any elderly, elderly people, people in, like, uh, the caveman times. Mm. So probably well, isn't it looks the like year, a new like, picture. Four. That's what I'm saying. It's a new picture, and one of the people in that picture is elderly. You know, pictures could be taken at any point, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Jay Cross. Um, are we really going on when the we... idea that this is a momentous yes, day in guitar yeah. history? Yeah. The best commercially available hard <laughs> yeah, exactly. cases. That is a big His thing. Cocks. Okay, I'm going to go with 19. Ooh. Go <laughs> 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 <Come> on, then. <laughs> I really... This is awful. Think about it. When was the first plane invented? Uh, the Wright brothers <laughs> invented the plane in 2004. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there great. were no need for flight cases before that. So. <laughs> well, exactly. No need for flight cases before flight. Uh, I, I don't know. 19... Uh, 19... I've got I to hurry you up. 1975. Okay, fine. Uh, Matt Knight. So I'm trying to picture the leaflet inside the Hiscox case. It's I'm a family. Sure. It's a family on top of a case. I believe it no, also says a... when they're founded on that leaflet. It, it does. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the mid 90s. So I'm going to go for 1996. Okay. Wow, that's a 20 year swing already. Yeah. Wow. 
Joe Brampton. So, Joe, what are you going to do? You're going to go in the middle of that? You're going to go further Bear back? Bear in mind, the picture has got an elderly person on it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's not, it's not a family. I don't think it's a family. I think it's a fa- Look, it's not a random set of people that they got to stand <laughs> no, no, on the I case. Think that, I they think call like people the off the street and say, come I'm, and stand on this case for a photo shoot. They went, hey, people that own the Hiscocks, come and stand on this case for a photo shoot was, that goes on the inside Henry of Henry Iscox. Henrietta yeah. Iscox. Yeah, exactly. Hattie Iscox. What is your answer, Joe? When was Hiscox's case founded? 1984. He's gone bang in the middle. Fine. Hiscox's cases was founded in 1985. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, everyone. That's what I said. You've got to listen to me. He's, he's, Old he's made person. up some significant ground there. Okay. We've got three questions left. Oh, gosh. This is punishing. Matt, oh. Matt Knight. Yes. What year was Enter oh. Sandman released? No, this isn't. That's not a guitar question. It is. It's no, a, it's 1990. It's a, guitar, it's a famous guitar shop riff. 1990, Matt's going for. Uh, Joe Branton. Uh, can I have the same year? I feel like I got that wrong. You can have the same year if you want. I yeah. mean, I don't know anything about... Uh, anything. Metalka. So I'm going to go for 1990 as well. 1990, J Cross. 1991. Yeah, I think it was 1991. The answer is... 1991. Oh. Yeah. J Cross. J Cross, you're so much less cooler than I thought. the record came out in 1990, <laughs> but I think the single came out the year after. After the Hiscock question, I had to give you an easy one. Right. Right. Okay, two left. They, they both got it wrong, though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I lost a point, but I yeah. won. I, I gained what forty on you in the. <laughs> yeah. like, you didn't gain forty on me. You went for nineteen eighty six, <laughs> and it was nineteen eighty five, and I'd gone with nineteen seventy five, so it was ten points. Yeah. Um, Joe Branton. Yes. What year was the Ampeg SVT introduced? You've got to be more specific than that, my friend. The first SVT. <clears throat> oh, the SVT one. The first SVT, <clears throat> which was called the SVT one. I don't know or care. <laughs> Well, I just want to make sure you've got your facts right. The before. first SVT. When oh, was it released? I don't know. 1976. Okay, 1976. J Cross. I thought it was earlier than that. I reckon 19... 19- no, think about it. Think about um, when PA started becoming... Don't help him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah any, any other clues? Any other clues? I reckon... Well, I reckon- they were made to partner with an 810, and 810s didn't turn up until... Like the the mid seventies, so I reckon nineteen sixty nine. You're wrong. Okay, okay. Matt Knight. I think you're wrong. Nineteen seventy. On the nose. Nineteen seventy. No, nineteen seventy two. Nineteen seventy two. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so the Ampeg SVT was released in nineteen sixty nine. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> Ah! Right. <laughs> Final question. Kicking off with Jay Cross. All right. He's made back some headway there. What I'm year not happy with that. was the Fender Baja Telly first released? Oh, crikey. Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable, Mark Packer. What? You get a chance to answer it as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, this came out, I think... Clocks are ticking. Uh, 2006. Okay, 2006. Matt Knight. Hmm, 2008. 2008. Joe Branton. I'm sorry, what? 
when was the Fender Bar Hotelly released? Oh. Um, the previous oh, guesses have been 2006 and 2008. Well, it was definitely around in the shops when I started working in guitar shops. So. Well, yeah, we only got discontinued like three months ago. So, right, yes. Right. So, <laughs> what you're saying is I should go for longer than three months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go for 2008. 2008. The Fender Bar Hartelli was first released in 2007. Oh, so oh, you were actually all one year off yeah. then. And what I'm going to do is tally up the old scores. Wow. And um, yeah, you do. Should we your... just talk amongst ourselves for a minute? Well, no, I mean, that, do, that, that actually does. Stuff. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. Uh, we're going to be continuing over in the Patreon, where, as Affa mentioned, by Mark and ruining the end of this, uh, this podcast, uh, you can sponsor uh, the Guitar Nerds podcast for as little as a dollar a month one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early five dollars a month gets you the patreon episode and uh, load more and ten dollars a month makes you an executive producer and gets your name read out currently in one breath by me however we've had like four extras this month so i don't know if this is going to be doable so what we're probably listening to is the last ever Words um, of Joe Branton. One, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, I'm probably either going to pass out or, uh, you know, even if I don't, this is probably the last time we ever do this. So thanks very much, uh, you know, for listening to this. We're going to have to think of another way to do this now. All right, you ready? Yeah, ready. <coughs> going to give you the macabre silence you yeah, deserve. Yeah, I want like a... <laughs> uh, was, yeah, yeah, that's, not, that's not macabre but you know very well no definitely I just maybe stay away from the Star Wars thing can we do a Star Trek that's better yeah okay here we go Stephen Burke, Robert Butterworth, Neil Milton, Marin Peters, Stuart Robson, Jeffrey Wax, Joshua Mitchell, Christopher Lund, Hanson, John Pearson, John Mayer, slowly burning in a dancing room, Zach Milton, Keith Adams, Steve Ferguson, Eric Powell, Christopher Franklin, Andy Joyce, John Anglin, Adam Rice, Chris T. Cutmore, Rob Cousins, Rob Carroll, Scott Hamilton, Decker Abaddon, Andy Cooper, Russ Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Edge, Rob Grant, Matt Roberts, Steve Lee, Henry James Baker, Juan Coyer, Aaron Sowell, and Blake Wyland, Andrew Good, Jamie Gibb, Jay Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Glyph, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lawson, Anzans, Rob Smith, Derek Rich, Chris Connors, Rob Nordwick, Duncan Watson, Ed Medley, Steve Merkel, Michael McVay, Carlos Mancher, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Anstis, Paul Corrigan, Will Claire, Boo Kermit, Bill Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sears, Matthew Cake, Scott Jay, John Abu, Christopher Wilmer, Cabison. <laughs> 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 Oh, Blimey! Oh, when when oh. you were about to run, you looked like you were about to run out of breath, and I was like, "Oh, just check where he is on the list." And you were at Blake, and that's like, it's not even halfway. Oh God! Well done. That that is the closest I have genuinely come to passing out. Did it? Did you? Did it all start to go black? All or? round the edges. Yeah, that was Jeez, uh, that was that was close. You anyway. really dislike yourself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, at @guitarnerds. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitarnerds forum and subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash guitarnerds. That's it from us for this week. We'll be continuing over on the Patreon. What about the results? Mm-hmm. On the Patreon? No, no. no that's <laughs> really out of order, isn't it? That's really out of order. No, go on. What are the so, results? Unsurprisingly, in third place, <laughs> could have yeah. guessed this before we yeah. even started. <laughs> Joe Branton. Oh, God damn it! God damn it! 58 points. 
Matt Knight in second with 43 points. Jay Cross in first place, 36 points. Oh, wow. baby. How many zeros did I get? Uh, four. Four zero out of how many questions? Uh, ten. Oh, that's 40%. That's really good. Not yeah, so bad. Good. Uh, was it four? Yeah, four. How about that? Good at years. Yeah, clearly. Good at years. Congratulations, Thank you. Jay Cross. Another victory. Let's do a Patreon. Farewell. Cheers, gang. Bye. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 